This is Canada Talks Archery. Hi, I'm Kelly Taylor and I'm your host. We're here to talk about anything and everything as it applies to archery from compound and recurve to target and hunting. Canada Talks Archery is proud to have PSE Archery as its presenting sponsor. For quality bows for every application, when you want precision shooting equipment, trust PSE Archery. Check out PSE's latest bow, the Shootdown Pro. Contact your local authorized retailer or visit pseArchery.com. Well, for this podcast, we're coming to you from the glorious land of Ireland, where we're here for the 2023 World Archery Youth Championships. Joining us today are Soa Mohammed, the uh, recurve coach, Don Groshko, um, coach, and Duncan Crawford, coach. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Thanks very much. Thank you. So how have you found Ireland? Uh, cold, wet, rainy, damp, friendly. I said that the Irish people are like Canadians with an accent. They're friendly and accommodating and they say sorry almost as much as we do. <laughs> and their the weather truly changes every five minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we heard it said the other day, a, a gentleman said, well, you know what we say about the weather in Ireland, if it's not raining, it's going to, and if it is, it's going to rain more. That's right. <laughs> so, um, we're almost at the end. It's Friday. We've got uh, individual eliminations tomorrow on Saturday. And um, how did we do? A lot of uh, learning, a lot of um, experience for the kids. And we are happy. For my part, I'm happy that they are facing all of these things because it's first year for all of the kids in the program. So it, it was good, good learning. Well, it's one of those things where you, you don't learn to shoot at high level events without shooting at high level events, right? So it's a great experience for the kids. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is all the newbies, or that'd be the wrong word, um, first timers on the team, uh, this is a, there's a lot of great takeaways. They can take home if they don't, they can apply them to Target, they can tie, apply them to ASA. What is the extra training? What is the extra prep they need to do? Their, their eyes have been opened and in a good way, in a positive way. One thing good about the team is it's been a fairly positive, supportive team of each other. Mm -hmm. uh, recurves coming to watch the compounds, compounds coming to watch the recurves and their team matches so far. So really great camaraderie, support. Yeah, I would add that um, to Dawn's point, a lot of rookie athletes at this event. Um, so this is their real first formative tournament in terms of high performance. Um, you know, the unfortunate reality with the last number of years is we've been limited in the amount of international major tournaments we've been able to attend. Um, so there is a bit of a gap there. Uh, nonetheless, uh, these are absolutely some of the best young archers we have in Canada. Uh, a few of the U21s have previous World Youth and uh, Youth Pan Am Championships uh, medals and experiences behind them. So they've been great to mentor some of those younger athletes. And I think us as coaches, we look at the U18s a little harder because we know they're going to be in the next class in two years' time in Winnipeg. So, uh, But we've had great open discussions every evening with the athletes. Um, they're providing wonderful feedback. They're acknowledging their gaps. You know, as a, as a largely volunteer-led program, um, especially on the compound side, uh, we do what we can as best as we can to support them. Well, and from an archery coaching perspective, you want athletes that are 
able and willing to self-diagnose their problems. Of course. Because you can tell them one thing, but if they understand it from what they know that they did wrong, then they'll learn better how to fix that. Yeah. So one of the questions that I had is um, when you're when you're training a, a young athlete for you know potentially world championships, how important is it to step out of the local club shoots, the the local smaller events, and go to something like a USAT, a Gator Cup, an Arizona Cup, even a, a Joad event in in Minnesota or, or or state championships down down south? How important is that in developing one their understanding of where their deficiencies might be, and two, what it really takes to shoot at a high level. I think uh, stepping out of your comfort zone of your home is important at any level, indoors, outdoors, um, even Canada Cups, nationals, we're stepping up out of our comfort zone, we're staying in hotels, we're meeting new people, we're competing against different people than your normal at home. Um, it's very important for development. Yeah, it's one step to be in Canada because Canada is very big and to bring the kids all in one place, it's, uh, it's another way for them to learn how to be away from their teammates or from home, how to actually organize themselves to be outside of their own club or province. And uh, the second step from the local competition is the USAT, as you said. For them, it's more eyes open. It's a lot of archers there and it's a strong archer also. So it's again, it's a second step before we go to any big competition. So we are fortunate actually to have the USAT and we can shoot in it. And I would agree. I think it's absolutely essential. Um, there needs to be a progression from you know provincials to regionals to nationals, whatever that looks like within your region. Um, uh, to Dawn's point, like the stressors of uh, different environment, hotels, different diet, time zones, the, every flights, um, different leadership. Uh, but to me, it's like that potential for match play. And I mean, I think in Canada, we're, we're working hard to improve our events, the national championships and the two Canada Cups, East and West. Uh, hopefully we can continue to, to advance the goals there. For a lot of Canadians, frankly, there are some really good value events in the U.S., those USAD events, Buckeye, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you have to make the right decision for your developing athlete and reach out to the, the coaches that are at these events, whether it be Soha, Don, or myself, and we can help you make recommendations around that development. So to your point about um, changing the events in Canada, I mean, you kind of pioneered the change in format for the Canadian National Championships to where your 720 was it like these events just a qualification round and you had to win matches to actually win the championship how did that work out um change is tough not everybody's going to love it uh, i've heard the feedback that some people associate value with an archery tournament around how many arrows they shoot and i and i understand that and i do know a number of canadian archers that go down to u.s nationals because they're going to get a double 720 that's fine you know, we as a leadership team, we talked about this extensively and we need to emulate world championship events. That's what our national championship should do. It should give an insight to the format of the event they're aspiring to attend. Um, all the other regional events, you can get creative, do different things. Don, Soha, myself, various other coaches, we've locally and regionally really prioritized match play. We know what everybody's average 720 or indoor 600 score is going to be. 
you really don't need to shoot a 720. You can get together for a weekend and shoot a massive round-robin match play, mixed team match play, mix and match match play, team match play, and there's far better benefit in learning and experience in that than just showing up and shooting another 720. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Because, I mean, the qualification round, unless there's a cut involved, which if there's a lot of athletes, there might be, unless there's a cut involved, you basically just trying to get to the game. Yep. And then... It's just another practice day. And hopefully get hot when you're in the match play. But for new athletes, it's a, it's a challenge because match play is something different. And, and there's a pressure there that they just don't feel at their local events. And even if we hold a local event and do a match play there, they're shooting with their buddies. It, it's not quite the same, right? So I think whenever we can do something that's an interprovincial kind of event like that, I think it's going to be uh, hugely beneficial to the growth of, of, of athletes. The other thing, um, going to these different regional, whether it's in Canada, where your Canada Cups, your Nationals, your USATs, you shoot it regardless of weather. Sometimes when it's in our own backyard, it's like, oh, it's a little windy, it's a little rainy, maybe not, or I'll delay it a couple hours. Nope. They go rain or shine, wind or no wind, heat, cold. And you just have to, you have to get used to it. You know, have to, you have to adapt. Our athletes, a lot of them take that. It's a big takeaway mm -hmm. is shooting in all conditions. Right. And I think we kind of talked about that on the field of play when we said, you know, maybe there's a, maybe it's a mistake to walk away from the field because it's raining, you know, get out there, shoot in those adverse conditions and learn how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and actually one day when we had the debrief after the end of the day, most of the kids said the same thing. We shouldn't avoid this. We need to learn from this experience. If it's rainy, even I will choose one day has rain and I will go to shoot because here they didn't stop. So again, it's opens their eyes for something actually they should do. Right, because I mean the rules are that no stop. They don't stop unless, mm -hmm. you know, if it's, if it's thunder and lightning or, you know, if Hurricane Diana is rolling in. That's, that's about the extent of... It becomes a safety issue. That's yeah. 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 So, um, what are you going to recommend that um, we do differently going forward in terms of helping prepare? Meet more. Meet with athletes more. Because, again, Canada is very big. Our chance to meet together is very rare. It depends on if they have a school, if they have enough fund if 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 there is many f's <laughs> so we need actually um a good uh, plan for archery canada to bring these kids together if they are in the program or not in the program we need to see kids more i know there is for sure there is top camps but we need to do this more and we need more coaches high performance coaches to be like rolling everything so to have more kids without coaches we will not find kids well, one of the problems in Canada is that it's like, you know, 5,000 kilometers from coast to coast. Um, you can't meet the kids every week. Of course. Right? So, uh, it seems to me as though we almost need to have a system where you have, you know, maybe a couple of head coaches and then regional coaches that are all buying into the same system. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, kid from Manitoba goes and sees Duncan at the Cambridge Center or a kid from Saskatchewan goes to BC and, and, and meets up maybe with Don 
um, they're all on the same page. Yeah, we started this year actually doing also uh, coach um, Ricardo Archer on Zoom calls. This is first year to to do it actually very active Zoom calls. So we have kids from uh, Alberta, kids from Manitoba, and BC. BC, and of course from Toronto. But this is a centralized group. We cover a little bit of area, but but this is the kids we have. You know, we didn't go to Yukon for for recurve. We still need to cover more places. But again, if you go to these places, where is the coaches? This is another problem. Being involved it as a coach, it's been great. Because even on the ground, you're like, okay, this is what the national coach is looking for. I can be spotting the same things. If I see something else creep in, you bring it up on the next call or an email or text Zoe and go, Kate, be aware that this is happening. Um, so it's been really great. We've had great, um, I'd say great improvement in some of the, on the recurve side that way. And I think it's really been good for the recurve program because it's expanded it out of sort of the central thinking of Toronto that it is going started across Canada. You don't have to be in that area. Um, once you get to a certain level, it's definitely a discussion that has to be had with national on working outside of, of that because there is benefits to working with the core group. Um, so I think I would think the biggest thing coming out of this is if they want to go to 2025, they need to start dealing with like Duncan or me or another coach and starting to do the planning, the prepping. Mm -hmm. You start now, you'll be ready. You'll be even better by then. And you know, yes, it's gonna, it's gonna be, you're gonna be, parents are gonna be spending money going to USAP, going to Canada Cups. But if you plan now, it's easier to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I echo everything they say. Um, I think, to your point, geographically huge, uh, population and budget small, so we have to be creative. Um, we're absolutely getting better. I look back, 2015 Canada Games, we collaborated and it was basically, you know, a PEI Manitoba thing. We've seen success out of both of those programs. Um, this most recent Canada Games, we had, I think, six provinces participate in the Saskatchewan camp ahead of time. If everybody's pooling resources, like Pan Am games, yeah, youth and, yeah, the youth and masters or yeah, youth and masters Pan Am selection camp that we did, we basically the Canada Games committee largely funded that because it was a test event to mm -hmm. test the venue for the Canada Games. So if we can leverage these opportunities to get a bunch of young athletes together, nothing saying senior athletes can't join too, um, but most of our provincial funding models are going to support youth athletes in sport. Um, and Dawn touched on a really important point there, and that is training plans and programming. So it's kind of a dirty word in compound, or has been historically, but I think you'll see a lot of the, the top-tier compound archers are a little more open about having coaches, using professional resources. A lot of our clubs and associations are hiring an Aaron McGladdery or George Riles to come in and deliver guest seminars. We as coaches learn from that. One of the big things that we constantly see, there's, no, there's not many secrets in the sport of archery. Like there's, nobody's cooked up a secret solution to win all the time, every time. You just have to look around at an event like this and say, hey, why is India all of a sudden so strong? What are they doing? I asked the GB coach about eight years ago and he said, we largely did away with shooting club shoots. We have a weekend circuit where kids can drive around on the bus and just shoot match play. 
now we're seeing huge success and development out of that GB program. A lot of coaches are nationally, internationally, quite willing to collaborate and speak. Um, Soha has been taking her group down to cheaper markets like Columbia to do winter camps. Mm -hmm. There's nothing saying the compound archers can't go join them. Um, we're going to have to invest. We're going to have to build. But a, a key carrot at the end of that road is the potential for compound to be named as an Olympic sport for LA 28. And it's important for people to know that if that happens and we want to support compound archers in Canada, they're going to have to have named coaches. They're going to have to have documented training plans. We are going to have to make submissions to own the podium. Sport Canada, the government of Canada, they're not just going to land in a parachute and throw money at compound archers because we're good locally. So when you look at the performances of the archers here today, um, is, there, is there one thing that stands out as, uh, as an area of improvement? I think it's a lot of improvement for, for them, the kids who is already here. Uh, again, I will go back, they, most of them it's first year for them. They didn't compete in any big competition except the three archer, two under 21 and one uh, under 18. So to have full team under 18 for recurve women and men, it's a massive thing because we are working from last year to have these kids complete teams, to, sh to compete in 2025 as a junior, and we have another kids. We are, we can say they are still in the kitchen. We cook them in the kitchen to be under 18 in 2025, and we look for long-term improvement until 2027. So these kids who's here now, they can deliver their experience to the kids we will have in 2025, and um, Everyone is teaching the, the other uh, generation. Yeah, if you go on Facebook today and look at World Archery's poster, the other member nations, they're all going to say the same thing. Oh my God, the conditions are horrible here. It's awful. And it's nothing to do with the host or the venue. It's just, it's been cold and windy and rainy and generally pretty miserable. Mm -hmm. Those are not ideal conditions. Um, however, um, you know, we look at our athletes and one of the things we've talked about is those top athletes globally are still shooting near where they would shoot in better conditions. So whatever they're doing in terms of planning and preparation is better than what we've done. Because I don't know of any of the archers on our team that achieved a personal best or were within 10 points, say. Mm -hmm. So we got blown around, we got rattled. Um, you know, admittedly, they all had some nerves and some anxiety, and that's just lack of experience. So that's mm -hmm. really, in my mind, what we have to build and develop, most importantly, is a, a better resiliency game, whether it be physical conditions, environmental, and uh, I think, mental. I think the next time, like we had our Zoom call with the team, and we named off a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. You need to be prepped. You need to be doing this. You need to be, this is what you need to be prepping. I think they'll really pay attention to that more. Um, you know, coming here, I was a little nervous. Would they be able to get, they're used to shooting four minute wrap ends. You know, I was like, poof, told them to at Canada Cup, they're pushing it. They're like, it's 30 seconds on the clock. And I'm like, ooh, when they get the worlds, will they be able to get six arrows off in three minutes? So I have to say, I was nervous about that. Didn't have an issue with it. Well, that's good. Cause yeah. it's a world ranking event. So, there's a couple of major differences. One is the three second, three minute clock, and two is that there is no equipment failure rule. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a backup ready to go, those arrows are counting as misses. And we've had that issue in the past. We've had kids show up, 
they have a bow, they, they are missing a sidebar, they're missing that. Well, you just can't go over and switch it over and, and step back on the line. No, you got to have a bow that you can just grab and go. We had an athlete the first end of the yep. first round. Um, his piece come off his string, and to his credit, he turned around and said, pass me my backup bow, and we did, and he carried on. He got all six arrows off in that end. Yeah. Um, so a lot of really good things happened here. Um, we just have to build on it. Well, I think one of the things is the psychology of the event, right? Because um, it's one thing to tell them, look, it's still just a 50-meter target. It's the same size target. You're shooting the same arrows. But meanwhile, they're internalizing like, holy cow, this is a world championship. What am I doing here? Right? Which is even different things. Like all of a sudden there's a scope on both sides of you. At home, there's only two people per butt. Now there's, you know, you got four. There's two scopes. It's like, oh, that's too small. I can't shoot in that spot. I'm like, yes, you can. I can see my arrow. It's too many arrows on the target. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, everything's new. For most of this group, yeah. it's the first time. Um, the great benefit there is we've, you know, we have veterans like Ryan Cherniak and um, Shyler Sanders and Adam Burge that have had previous international medal successes, have had Canada Games medal successes. Uh, so they have the potential to execute at this level. Um, and they're mentoring these younger ones and we, you know, we have a good crop of athletes coming along. So if they want to stay the course and they want to, you know, develop, um, we're here to help. One of the realities we have to face, we can't coach everybody. No, we can. But we're all quite happy. But there's to, lots of great coaches across Canada. And that's what I mean. We're there's quite happy to coaches across help Canada. develop those other coaches uh, and run camps and collaborate. And that's, as a nation, what we have to do. And Zoom Zoom works if it's distance. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. yeah. You just have, and communication, 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 whether it's text, emailing, Zoom. Yeah. yeah, or even just video of the archer shooting and you watch it and exactly. try to diagnose what might be going on. Yeah, there's creative ways to get things done. Nowadays we have technology. Yeah. One good thing that came out of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing that came out of COVID. Right? Um, but yeah, because, you know, at a local event, you can go to and watch an archer and they know exactly how to hold the bow. They know exactly how to hold their release. They know exactly how to pull through and expand and, and make sort of the reaction go both ways. Then they get to an event like this and all that goes out the window because, you know, it's... The nerves. The, the nerves. nerves hit. Yeah. The stress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just, you know, you, you bought that $500 site for the movability. <laughs> yeah. Move, yeah, yeah. Your groups aren't there, but move mm -hmm. it so at least it's scoring better. And as you get more, more confident and more relaxed and familiar with the, the environment, that'll start to come back in. And yeah. that's what you spend all the money on the clicks for. Yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah. rich if I had all those sites that didn't. <laughs> they never moved. Yeah. <laughs> and they understand that now. Not only shooting arrow will take you high. You have to invest some time in your stress and strength and condition. And you have to also put some time for mental performance because shooting an arrow alone, it will not help you. Well, and I that's think on I, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Compound we'll, tends to not want to do the physical work. Yeah. And like, I think we're going to see that change the same way we saw it in curling, right? Because in curling, they were all overweight 
that have a cigarette halfway down the, 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 the rink, right? And now, if you look at like your Brad Jacobs or your, uh, you know, the top curlers, they're packing guns, right? They're, yeah. they're, they've worked out. Yeah. And, um, and I think you're seeing that at the high level of compound archery. I had a discussion with one of the athletes today about that. Well, I'm just going to go home and I'm going to add more weights. Well, before you add weights, maybe we should look at your conditioning first. Yep. Because we don't want injury on top of, you know. Mm -hmm. What's the point of adding weights if you're going to have an injury? you got to have conditioning there too. And not like, boom, all of a sudden, can we handle this? Right. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, for example, well, Austin. I mean, he packs a ton of weight on his bow, right? But he didn't get there overnight. Everything is step by step for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Look at a look at a picture of Austin in March of 2019, and look at a picture of Austin today. It's, I mean, he went to a U.S. collegiate system. He got serious about his nutrition. He got serious about his daily workouts. Uh, he married that with a, a education and vamped up his training program to a degree that he's one of the top tier archers in the world today. Uh, credit to him. He he did it all. Um, and that's, if you're going to be a top tier athlete in any sport, including archery, compound archery, recurve archery is irrelevant. You are going to have to have a plan. Yeah. And just like in hockey, you know, the advice to parents has to be, it's got to come from the kid. And yeah, you can, you can push them a little bit, but the kid's got to want it or it's not going to happen. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Talent will not take them anywhere if they don't put the work, the hard work. Yeah. And we can't want it more than they do. You can build archery ranges, you can host events, you can spend all the money in the world. Unless they want to do the work and execute against a goal, they're going to struggle. Yeah. yeah. And it is a lot of work. And, and, the, and I know this is on, on audio, but the, the, the trajectory is not just straight up. It's the hills and valleys, mm -hmm. and everybody goes through hills and valleys. Doesn't matter who you are. There's hills. Everybody's hills and valleys are different, but there's hills and valleys. It's just not a straight line. Mm -hmm. Going to the top. Yeah, and the psychological difficulty there is having the wherewithal to persevere, still climbing after you've after you've had that fall. Yeah, yeah. Get back up and start riding again. Exactly. And uh, it's a lot also of um, confident about what they are doing and what the coach offer for them. If they don't have confidence about what the coach offer for them, they will end. You know, they will see themselves down. Oh, I will not be able to come up. So they give up and they don't see them again. So the relation between the coach and the archer is also very important. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything they want to add? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Appreciate the podcast, and uh, you know, I've I've listened to the other ones. It's a great addition to the Archery Canada programming. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. And you know, any youth that are interested in going to twenty twenty five, now's the time to start working on that. Hey, you're coming getting to Winnipeg. That plan, yeah. getting, that, <laughs> getting that plan in place. Yeah. All right, Duncan Crawford. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Don Groshko. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, Mohammed, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us.